Alright, what's up everybody? It's your host with the motherfucking most Shuga Offer. It's your favorite co-host and the boy wonder you already know as go offer. Bro, I really came into this podcast like the baby coming into a song. Like, look at that shit. Like, I didn't even leave the fucking room. <laughs> no room to breathe. Instantly fucking started. And that's, we back. And that's because we come back with that fire pack every single motherfucking weekend, I guess. Yes, sir. And just weekend. like... I mean, every single weekday. Yeah, when we record it, we record it. But <laughs> come back every time. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. But um, just like the previous podcast and all of the good podcasts during this Black History Month, they're going to be dedicated to one of the greatest black kings and legends of all time, Kobe Bryant. So yes, let's just get straight sir. into it. You know, I just thought about that. It is Black History Month. And maybe, you know, for future podcasts during this month, when we're a little bit more prepared... I want us to go ahead and do like a little bit each week highlighting some significant black figures of U.S. American history. Because, again, you know, we say Black History Month, but black history is American history. And a lot of people aren't taught this shit in grade school. So if we could do our due diligence to, and, you know, pay our proper respects as black young men uh, navigating our way through the U.S. and through society and through, you know, everyday life, why not pay it back for the people who paved the way for us? Because they don't like niggas. Wait, black people don't like niggas yeah. who fought for... Ah-ha! <laughs> Yo, I'm not entertaining it. See, he tried to get me today. No, nah, I didn't try to get you, bro. I didn't know I had my woke king. I didn't know I was sitting next to Dr. Umar. You already know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> you already know what month it is. Nigga's gonna be mad the next time he sees me with white people. He's mm. gonna be like, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, you already know I'm, I'm a man of the people, but again... You said you're hanging out with white people, but you don't people. ask why people talk down on <laughs> white people. <laughs> People want to tell me to invest in the, in the real, but why not real estate? Oh, anyway. Jesus Christ. All right, how's your week, man? Oh, my week's been going good. It's been a lot of grinding, but again, I feel like the busier weeks that I've had of late are some of my best weeks just because like I'm doing more for myself, and that usually is the way it goes. Uh, I try and limit down on free time, but anyway, like the, I've had a lot of good interactions, especially at work. Uh, I want to highlight two things that really touched my heart, even though they were kind of minor. Besides being able to see family for the Super Bowl and everything, uh, there was two women that came into my job today, and one of them was struggling to communicate, but I realized she was an Igbo woman, shouts out to, you know, our heritage and everything, and I was able to have a little conversation in Igbo with a woman today, who, and I didn't expect that to happen, you know, because it's such a small language of uh, whatnot, like for grand things in like the world, grand scope of the world, so that was beautiful, as well as... Uh, early 30s uh hispanic woman came in today and through the drive-thru and she sauced your boy up with some of that like i don't know what the name is so i apologize to all my hispanic listeners out there or whatnot but she sauced me up with one of the latin x listeners no i said what i said uh why are you so problematic this how's that problematic this nigga is that is that wrong is that wrong yeah because they're not all hispanic they're not. Nah, because that would mean it's from, like, that's why people say, like, Spanish people and things like that. That's from Spain. No, I thought his, Hispanic countries were just countries that are have are Spanish in origin. No, Latin in origin. They speak Spanish. Oh, well, I just got educated in real time. That's cool. No, but the, you started off, I said what I said. I like I like your reaction <laughs> being educated, but this thing said I said what I said. Because I thought he was just trolling me. You, you never really know what you're getting yourself into with Chuka, but, you know, today I actually got educated on something. <laughs> now you can't make that face. <laughs> but, yeah, so she came and sauced your boy up with That's the corn, the cheese, thing. and the pepper, like, little combo. And, uh, lote? and I didn't The lote, and I didn't expect it because I was just like, bro, I'm at work, and this is a whole corn on the cob, you feel me? And, just, hey. and threw that shit through for your boy and said it's yours 
Come on now, that's respect. So oh, shout out, to. shout out to the little stuff like that during the week. But how about you, man? How's your week been going? My week's been going <sighs> pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. I didn't want to take away at all from <laughs> from your last point though, because I wanted to add something there. This is why y'all need to, which is something I practice, which is something Ezigo practices, and a few of my friends. And you reap the benefits from it, yes, but you don't do it for the benefits. Like it's just like talking to other human beings like sometimes when you're at your job you know you it's business as usual right but like little moments where you can like probably make someone's day or Mm -hmm. like talk to them a little bit get to know them a little bit a if you're in the service industry or anything of that nature obviously that's going to help you out at at the end because if they fuck with you then they're gonna tip you more pay you more etc leave good reviews whatever but, but b like we're just talking about some of the perks that can come with it but b like I'm not going to waste too much time on the podcast talking about this, but I will use it as just like a example that was me and one of my old friends. Like we used to just always just like chat with whoever in the drive throughs, just like at yeah. Starbucks, et cetera. And there was a large period in Peachtree City shouts out that I just got free food and drinks from a lot of places because mm-hmm. people just started fucking with me because I was just not like everybody else. That's like, personable. like an asshole that just walks up. Hey, I want this and then just leave. Right. And so just, you know, smiling you know acting like a human being around other people you know sometimes people forget that these service industry workers or just other people you interact with on a day-to-day are other human beings and i know you can relate to it too because it's gotten a lot of free drinks in places where people aren't used to that like in bars and stuff too because you usually think bartenders are stingy on that i'm like no i'm batting like at least every other time i go out i get a free drink from a bartender and it's like they really are more than happy to like give you shit if they're if they're talking and realize that you know they're communicating with a real human being who just wants to have a dialogue with them well when you talk to 30 well you talk to 30 3600 chads with like a backwards hat and then just like yo your tits are nice <laughs> let me get a vodka soda you know what i'm saying like the person that actually sits there and has a conversation with them is probably going to stand out a little bit yeah but <laughs> that's funny as shit but i'm batting about the same thing going out but the worst part about it is there's two different chukas when i go out there's two different chukas. I'm not going to talk in detail about both of them, but we don't know we, one of them. We don't, I don't know him. I don't know. I don't know one of them at all. And that guy, whenever he starts being personable and he starts getting hooked up, he always feels like he's got a ball. So it's like I had this girl like I was somewhere where they were charging 10 to 15 dollars a drink. Right. Yeah. And I got this girl to charge me three cents per drink all night. So I would have spent a grand total. I got like six drinks. I would have spent a grand total of eighteen cents, right? And she was just That's a deal, no matter how she you was just hooking the boy up. And I could have left like a five dollar <laughs> tip, and she would have been cool, or like a twenty. You know what I'm saying? Still save hella money on comparison to what the night was supposed to be, bro. Every single three cents, I would tip like four ninety seven. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fall in, and then you remember, no, 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 you're poor. Like, <laughs> like, why did you do that? That's nuts. Like, so that's she was nuts. hooking you up. <laughs> like, she was helping you, Chuka. Like, what were you doing? But that's why I don't drink anymore. But um, yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> it, it, in February, we don't drink anymore, man. Yeah, you heard it here we're first. Stopping that bullshit. But other than that, my week's been cool. I've been chilling. Just. I've been trying so hard. This has been the most trying week for my discipline, but it's been the most, I felt the most payment for it, if that makes sense, because shout out to Brittany and Casey first and foremost, but my good friend Brittany and her husband Casey, which is also my dog, like I was friends with Casey first, you know, back in Mm -hmm. high school, but like she 
does photography and she get did a giveaway like when i'm telling y'all this shit had to have been like six months ago like it was so long <laughs> that she did this giveaway but i was just going through a lot i was just on so much mental bullshit i was just not feeling myself just real right and so that never ended up happening and i reached back out like i mean we talk like we interact so all the time like me in between me and the other two right but it's just we finally ended up setting something up and taking the pictures this week and it instantly looking at all of those photos she did a fire job by the way Brittany lennox photography if you guys need to find her on instagram like, Gotta give like please, please please Gotta please give Brittany a photography. that shit was fire and it was just a fun experience like we were just hung out and i just happened to get like a bunch of good pictures out of it is what it felt like. It didn't feel like a shoot, like where you just really feel like you're working the whole yeah. time, right? But like with this whole situation, looking at those pictures made me very happy I've been disciplined. <laughs> made me very happy I've been disciplined. It was the working out and the, you know, wow, eating decent and mm -hmm. like just caring about yourself. Wow, caring about yourself. It reaps results. Like you start to be yeah, happier with yourself and feel better. And so shouts out to them. That was probably the highlight of my week, to be honest. Really the exact highlight was when she posted one of the pictures and said my smile was like a ray of sunshine and that really just like brightened up my whole bro week. i'm not even you and like, that touched my soul like touched my whole soul i was like that's the sweetest thing like, anyone said just to me talking in nice about people that aren't you just, know? that's the nicest thing someone said to me in 2020 shouts out. but it meant the most definitely mm -hmm. but shouts out to them first and foremost but just moving on to just i always i want to say one more thing yeah, and right. i feel like i always come back to it a little late because like maybe i need to start plan remembering th more things you know so i don't have to be off the cuff about how my week went but i want to give a shout out to our little sister uzama because uh when i was back home i know one of our favorite activities to do together mostly because you know i'm just trying to like spend time with her and i know she's really into it mm -hmm. we go thrift shopping and this time she was just like, look, like, no, this she's, is, she's the most stylish she's, one. Yeah, for she's sure. the most stylish one. I'll she, say it. She said, this isn't even for me. You know what I'm saying? Like she was for her. She was like, I'm going to help you basically. And just <laughs> sauce the boy up. My whole uh, wardrobe got upgraded. She didn't say, first off, she already complimented my style, but it's the same three outfits. You feel me? <laughs> like I, I steeze up for about three or four outfits on any given night. Niggas, niggas go LeBron zero dark 30. People ask, why is it us go coming out? <laughs> you see me. I don't you know what else me, to tell you. <laughs> It's like, but legit, I got so many five cops that I wouldn't have even thought about if she wasn't there. So it was nice. I helped upgrade myself. I got a turtleneck, dude. Bro, I'm trying to show people it's turtleneck season. I hit, see, this is why I'm bad at thrifting. I hit a thrift shop for, I think, approximately four minutes and 37 seconds. And then you're out of there. And then I was out. I, I couldn't even think twice about it. I just don't like to smell too much. And it's nothing against anybody or anything like that. But uh, like, you said, how problematic? No, no, no. Bro, how's that problematic? I just, I always feel a little bit weird. But I mean, you find some of the coolest clothes in there. Like, really, um, there was one time when me and my, well, me and an old friend of mine as well, I know we've gone on a lot of tangents, but fuck it, this is the tangent cast. When we were up and <laughs> going to this specific Goodwill, I'm not going to give you all the sauce though. And we would go like, once, I remember, we would yeah. go like once a month back then. It was a lot. People, niggas was eating back then. Like now it's a lot different, but when I, I think people have peeped because now you go in there, it's kind of a ghost town. We still found some cool stuff last time we went. But when I tell you, it is like nothing but designer brands on the racks. Like full on, like 
all these like barely worn like you they you might still find the tag on them like fully buttoned they like polo button ups like things like that just because those are people that are just like eh, my son didn't want the 37 polos i bought him so i'm just gonna bring it to goodwill <laughs> and just move on with their life and so that like, thrifting is fire so i hope i didn't really come off problematic but there are little nuances in there that definitely <laughs> bugged me a little bit but yeah, moving on to the some of the important things, I'm not saying like important, important things, but moving on to the heat checks for the week. Wait, that is fucking important because I don't know about you, but our listeners need good music. And what do we provide, Chuka? All right, y'all. I'm gonna start off this. That heat. was the good music. I'm, good music. I'm gonna start Good Fridays. Right, hey, we should freestyle. But anyways, I'm gonna drop an apology first. Even though I have gone on record and said this person makes good music, I just made fun of them a lot. And the music was never in rotation for me. I'm going to be real. I would listen to like one of the songs for like six minutes, so approximately two or three plays, depending on the length of the song. And then I'd be like, damn, let's go. This show was kind of fire. And then I would never listen to the song again. That go- Gone. Just disappear. But Russ dropped his best album, man. He dropped his best album. I've given them all plays. So before people call me haters, I've given them all plays. It's just a lot of the other ones were not for me. I didn't know but, Russ dropped an album. But he... I just... I pay attention to these things. You know what I'm saying? Keep your ears to the streets. I don't think Russ is the streets. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> but he dropped a really good album. I would suggest people going out to listen. There's a song on there with Rosé. And really, I wrote in my notes the Russ song with Rosé, which is still disrespectful that I didn't even write Russ. the actual song. <laughs> but it's called Guess What featuring Rick Ross. Um, this man, Russ, loves re- retweeting his compliments or retweeting haters, just admitting they were haters because I know it fuels his ego. And he's somebody that I probably have more similarities to than I want to admit. So I'm not going to hate on him for that because that is kind of swag. But one comment I did see that he quoted, I mean, he's been a lot cooler in recent months. Like, yeah. he definitely had a, a large moment where he was going out sad, at least on social media, it looked like. like and in interviews, sometimes it just seems so whiny. But he had good quality products, so I didn't want to take that away from him. But really, really, it seems like he's grounded. It seems like he's in, like, probably not the best headspace because of the sum of the content matter on the album. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he's in more of, like, the, he's ascended to, like, the captain of his ship. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Don, the leader, to where these things can't phase you you just have to figure it out and work through it kind of shit and it's like someone said this was his take care and obviously niggas was niggas was tripping a little bit because of how much i like take care but listening to the album and then once again i listen to a lot of music and a lot of people that y'all say i hate i do give whole ass chances not little chances because niggas give people the one song chance i'm going to listen to at least two or three projects before i talk shit about you and so like when it came to um this rush project in his catalog this is definitely the take care this is definitely the album that a lot of people are going to actually start, start respecting him, like respecting him in hip hop. Yeah, because he's somebody which he will gladly tell you over and over. And he has his, he has, he has his core, he has his numbers. They're all seventeen to twenty-two year old white people. But now I think this is when like the whole community, like the people that are like that demographic is there. money. Oh, they're they're money. Bro. Seventeen to twenty-two year old white people. Bro, that is he's money. been on Forbes every year. Like, trust me, this man is loaded. Like, trust me, he hit a good demographic. He's selling out arenas and all of this. Trust me, they're only white. So people. But it's like now I think this is when he gets more of like that mix, like hops into like the forefront, jumps into that certain umbrella. Because the money Russ makes versus the money that a lot of rappers makes, that's why you can't hate on the moves and like how his fan bases and Mm -hmm. shit like that. Like he makes S tier, maybe A tier rap money just off of bread. So like 
he's up there he's already up into that window when it comes to money but a lot of people don't put him up in those categories because of like the respect yeah. and like those kind of things with hip-hop people probably have him a little lower but i definitely think this is the album that should propel him up to where he probably should be when it comes to his numbers and when it comes to the bread he makes off of this shit so once again shout out to russ and the song is guess what featuring rick ross so that's cool man uh, you know we we love to see a good come around <laughs> and again because you know out here on the off space we're never too man to just we don't stand by some bullshit if we don't agree with it like moving forward you know what i mean like how we feel is how we talk at the time of and course. we'll definitely stand by how we feel at the time because that's where we are and if we need to get educated or if we really feel a certain way we're gonna let it be known and i'm passionate so that, yeah exactly person, you know so so that moving forward though uh, my heat check comes from a very unlikely duo because it's not even like unlikely that they teamed up it's just unlikely that i feel like i've listened to a good bit of music out of the two but it comes from the Kid Leroy featuring Lil Tecca, and the song's called Diva. Uh, it's weird because listening to the song, obviously you could tell the artists are younger, and I'll get into that bit a little bit. But Our heat checks sound like the Macintosh High School stimulus package. Oh. Russ and Lil Tecca. <laughs> hey, was it, hey, we're not going to do that. It wasn't Lil Tecca. It was the Kid Leroy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give the artist credit where it's due. And I say that because, like, listening to it, you could tell there's still a lot more progression, especially, like, depth of certain lyrics and things that can come into it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, good music still resonates no matter what. And listening to this, I, I had to look how old this dude was. And he's a 16-year-old from Australia. From Australia? From Australia. <laughs> like, imagining, like, what I was doing at 16, year old, 16 years old. And I don't have to imagine it. I could tell you. I was, I was cooped up playing either League of Legends or Call of Duty with my friends or like playing basketball or just being on some being on some bullshit not making any, any genuine moves towards like my future I was bouncing but, around to girl house by girl house by girl's house being the super friend the super uh, friend like I was the extra friend zone like just playing soccer and a little bit of basketball and just being in the friend zone that's what I was doing at 16 I wasn't making slappers these, these were dark times for I wasn't making slappers you know? and to see 16 year olds <laughs> and playing are, maple story shouts out and to see 16 year olds who are genuinely out here like making music you know what I'm saying making good music because you saw it with him you saw it with Lil Pump no matter how controversial you saw it with Wheezy you know like Wheezy there's so many here. people throughout this it's like cool to see some more young people really doing this shit so shout out to the kid Leroy because that song's really good i know i might have given another one on a heat check i might not have that decided to back then at that time but uh that's just something that i wanted to go ahead and give a notice to and then that good one for sure for sure and i'm gonna give a little bit of a rundown on new music but it's going to be an admitted we're gonna admit something here this music came out on friday my brother and I happen to be two very busy people at the moment. If we were doing the podcast full time, y'all niggas was just giving us bread. We probably would have listened to everything. They got to start giving us views before they. Yeah, you know bread. what? Like, <laughs> but no, we definitely didn't listen to everything. But I will at least say some of the notable releases that came out. Um, Russ's album "Shake the Snow Globe," which was already mentioned. Yo Gotti's album "Untrapped." Shake the Snow Globe. Yeah, this nigga has some names. You could tell he grew up in Alpharetta, but I mean, it was like this Yo Gotti's guy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. On to the next one. Yo Gotti dropped the album "Untrapped." That one's featuring the likes of like A Boogie with the hoodie, Lil Baby, Uzi's on there, Uzi. Moneybag Yo, Rick Ross. Ross is going crazy, it looks like, because Ross is also on the Russ album. That one's featuring... The Russ album has Benny the Butcher and Ross are probably the easiest names. I'm skipping. Can we talk on how Ross is probably the one artist that no matter point of age in uh, their own life 
is going to give you the most consistent music. Consistent. Like, genuinely... Because I've heard good music out of Jay-Z still. I've heard good music out of Wayne. I've heard good music out of all these later years. I've heard very... I'm not going to go on Eminem right now. But Ross is always delivering the same caliber of music no matter how old he is. It's like, if, it doesn't if, make if sense. niggas call Ross's music an 8 out of 10, I think he has a lot of 10 out of 10 music. But let's yeah. just call it an 8 out of 10. He's, the, he's still bro, an 8 it's, out of 10. It's like... From the beginning of his career till now, there was no dips. It was just like eight the whole way. Like he is, I think, easily arguable. He's easy to argue, and it's going to be hard for somebody to come back with a better argument for most consistent artist in hip hop. I think he just found his lane very fast, and his lane was in a way that aged very well. Mm -hmm. So he does. He never really had to stray from it, and he just so in tune with himself that he's only like just still able to keep up with his craft the way he wants to. So shout out to Rick Ross. And his flows go on everything. Yeah. He found like the fucking um what's the he found the ditto flow. Like this <laughs> shit go into everything. Like like really any song, any beat, any fucking speed, this nigga can adjust that rose flow and it sounds immaculate on fucking everything that he could do. So I mean big shout out to Rose, but moving on, we already talked about Gotti. Big, 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 big shout out because this is one of my favorite releases of the week. Was the Key Glock album? Key Glock, Key Glock dropped the yellow tape, and that one Sounds was A and R'd by my homie Rashad. So big shouts out to them and a few of his producers as well. Like they went crazy on this one. Like genuinely went crazy on this one. It's got no features. It's just Key Glock barring out the whole time, and then Lil Wayne, the goat, dropped Funeral. So is this like and- a mixtape? <clears throat> Huh? I don't know why that came out so weird, but this is like it's a mix. Like- <laughs> this is a mixtape because you know, like Lil Wayne for his albums obviously does the Carter. No, I think, or is he just done with the Carters and this is an actual album? Well, I think he said the last Carter was gonna be the was gonna be it for the Carter series. He may come back and do another Carter one day. Like who knows? Yeah. But even then, it's just like this was definitely an album. Okay. And now, to be fair, like to be completely fair. Uh, if it's released on streaming services, I just consider everything an album yeah. because, like, the the point of mixtapes, which, like, Wayne was saying on um, the Drink Champs interview, which was really, really fucking good if you haven't watched it. Like, Wheezy was talking about how whenever it comes to his mixtapes, he just does whatever he wants, which is why yeah. he just takes people's beats, etc., because he makes zero dollars off of them. And so that's why you don't, that's why you see people fighting to get clearances and things of that nature to put their mixtapes on DSPs because of the fact that. You have to clear that shit because you're going to yeah. start making money once it's on the DSP. So I just consider everything an album that comes out on DSPs. Okay. And also we're in the streaming That's era. a good way to re- redefine albums, especially when there's no clear-cut like meaning anymore. Because, you know... Once again, yeah, like streaming era. It's all like, projects are pretty much the same. Unless the only thing that's really differentiated to me now is, like, is an EP. And an EP just because of the sheer length. And even then I'm seeing albums that are 19 minutes from people. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? But it's... I don't know. But that's cool. But... Yeah. Yeah. So we'll so, talk. So, I don't know. I know how I feel about this Lil Wayne album. How do you feel about it? Before we get into the Wayne album, I was going to. I already gave opinions on everything else I listened to. So actually, let's just hop straight into this Wayne album. Um, shouts out single wise, single wise. Before we get straight too far and then dive into Weezy. Weezy's the only one that we're gonna really give a little bit of a breakdown. But Marlo released a single called First and the Third, featuring Lil Baby and Future. And with the way Lil Baby's been going, the way he's been coming on every single 
fucking feature I've heard from him in the last month or so. Mm-hmm. I think he's about to have the best album of his Lil Baby. Yeah, Lil Baby. Oh, yeah, I think he's sure. about to have the best album of his career, <laughs> which is already like once again, I'm somebody that gave him two out of five of the top albums two years ago, and so I think he's about to have the best album of his career, and I think he's gonna have a top three album this year. And the only reason I say top three so, and I don't do something crazier is because I'm pretty positive Drake and Rihanna are dropping. So you can't say that. You I'm, can't I'm say pretty that. Positive. No, no, I know, I know Drake's dropping. Rihanna's look, 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 I know. get that, I get that. You can't get the people's hopes up. Because I, first off, don't mention Rihanna, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Leave that one for when it happens. But Rihanna's uh, been lying to all of us. I'm so sad. But that aside, um, what was I going to say? Fuck, what were we just talking about? Wayne's album. I just strayed off super hard for a second. It wasn't even on the Wayne album, it was something else along with it, but... I got sidetracked because I heard Drake, Rihanna. My mind instantly went places it shouldn't have. So I'll come back to it. Yeah, but. well, the show must go on there. So when it came to the Lil Wayne album, my main qualm, which... Oh, which, Lil which Baby. One? Lil Baby, before we stray. He's fallen to that artist, like, little category for me of people that came out the gate so hard and had such a crazy run. But I don't see longevity with how their music progresses for me personally to where I'm, I'll listen to more than like a singles here and there moving forward. But I enjoy the singles thoroughly. I just don't really listen to full projects on repeat, you know, and that's happened to a lot of artists. And I, I hated that it had to happen like that, but it did. But listening to Lil Baby in this, however much span that he's been putting out these singles and like collaborating and like featuring and shit, he's dropped some of the hardest music I've ever heard him make. So it's just like, I know somehow i'm really excited for like what's coming out because i know where he should be based on history but i love how people who say fuck it again and like break the boxes that we try and put them into because it's like why because this is beautiful he's gonna make some great fucking music moving forward oh yeah little baby's gonna be good forever to be honest and it's funny because i guess right the last thing before the Lil wayne album because we do stray a lot for this pod is that Roddy Rich actually just got number one again. His album just went number one again, and it came out two months ago. This is the eighth week. So that's hilarious. He's the first artist to keep repeating back to the number one spot after just this long of a length of time. You know what I'm saying? Which is funny because of the fact that it just goes to show, which is hilarious, which I've been trying to tell people, even though I don't really like this site, TikTok is very powerful in the music industry. Very, very, 100%. very powerful in this music industry. Because every people single... know that too now. It's every single... No, people... Like, a lot of people really don't accept the fact that TikTok is low-key, like, running the charts. It, it brought Kyle to a point in music that Kyle wouldn't have normally... Realistically speaking, like, and I liked his music a lot at a point, he wouldn't have been... You mean Vine... Nah, nah. Kyle was on TikTok? Bro, like, uh, hey, Julie, heard you got that drip, 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 drip. Bro, that would not have been as big of a song if it wasn't for TikTok. Nah, you're right, you're right. But moving on to the Wayne thing, too, just shouts out to Roddy Rich because this is the Roddy Rich podcast. Um, there was a lot of notable features on there. We'll go down the list real quick. There was Big Sean, Lil Baby, J Rock, Adam Levine. Two Chains, Take Off, The Dream, Lil Twist, Satan's Kid, XSS, Tentacion, R.I.P., and O.T. Genesis. How did you feel about the album? So going through the album, uh, I haven't been able to listen to the full thing because when I realized the drop again, being pretty busy and just like getting shit like when I can, uh, I listen to, I'll, I'll go through the songs I listen to. Funeral started off really good. I like the fact that, um, again, like there was no features on the intro. I really do appreciate when artists can just come in and like get shit handled on their own. And again, Weezy let us know he's still Weezy and drop the hot song. Gotta listen to Mamma Mia and Mahogany. 
but I do it. I really enjoy it. First off, you already know I'm a Big Sean stan. I really don't feel like Big Sean can do wrong, and especially, uh, I felt like none of them was lacking on this. I still feel like Lil Baby won out. Yeah, wow, which was crazy. And it, it wasn't even, was like, it wasn't a hard, like, decision to make. I was just sure he did after listening to it. Really enjoyed that song. Um, I'm... Mamma Mia is really fucking good. Mamma Mia and Mahogany are pretty good, too. I gotta definitely listen to those, then. Bing James featuring J-Rock. And I don't want to get into the hate shit yet. I want to keep singing praises. But, like, that shit was bad. And it wasn't bad because of Wayne or J-Rock. It was bad because the production was awful. And Chuka has some good points to bring up. Because I know he gave, like, a thorough listen to the whole album. And so, uh, from just what I heard on that... It was just, they could have done so much better production-wise, and it was almost sad to hear because of the caliber of artists that were on that, knowing obviously Wayne's going to be on because it's his project, but J-Rock, too, it's like, come on. They could have done this better for those, too. But, um, and then I listened to Get Out of My Head uh, featuring XXX, uh, Tentacion, you know, X, but um, it was kind of neat that he had him on another project. I guess they really worked a lot together for a bit, mm-hmm. and he has, like, backed up music with him. Because um, Wayne's a monster. He's and I'm not surprised. Crazy. And to be honest, X, X was too. Yeah, and they lived close. And so, like, imagining them linking up, they probably made five songs that night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they, they, were hit, they were hit machines. Like, so. just people that could be in the studio all night. And so, that song was, it took, like, halfway to grow on me. But again, I'm not in that space. So, like, will I probably give it that many more listen to? It's probably not. But uh, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it, though. And but then, what are, what's your take on this? Um... I was I was happy and upset for two different reasons. Just, just because of the fact that a whenever I started listening to the album, like when you go through it, you just hear you just you just hear completely the fact that Wheezy is Wheezy. Yeah. Like Lil Wayne is always Lil Wayne. But like this was an album where it seems like the quality of rapping, and sometimes it could be hit or miss. And Lil Wayne's my favorite, one of my favorite artists ever. Like really, one of the two that is tied for my top two artists of all time. Mm-hmm. But he, he is always. Everyone knows Weezy's a monster. And so you listen to this whole album. It's a little long for me. It's definitely. I would have loved it to be between probably like twelve to fifteen tracks. But obviously, I didn't A and R this bitch, and I didn't have any creative <laughs> decisions in there. So that's just my personal opinion there. But when it came straight to his rapping, his rapping quality was good on every single track. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you were talking about with the J-Rock song, because that was probably one of the bigger issues of a songs to me as well, was like, J-Rock did well, Wayne did well, but a lot of these songs, like, I need, I need whoever's been in Wayne's ear for this album to never be in his ear again. Because he even talked, once again, referencing back to the, um, the Drink Champs interview, Wayne was talking about how he likes being produced, basically. Yeah. So he's, he knows he's talented, so he likes the producer or whatever to be in there challenging him, giving him artistic direction, et cetera, and telling him, all right, let's go this, let's do that, and then just go. And I know he'll work with it, because he'll find a vision for how he thinks it should turn out and like make it work. But should you make it work when you're that caliber of an artist you're trying to put out an album? He's somebody that I want, if I want, at this point in Wayne's career, I really want to see a fucking single producer album with him like i want to see like a swiss beats wayne album oh wait so if if i'm gonna ask this question because i know you already answered swiss beats but i don't know if that was just the top of your head like naming like a single producer and stuff if you had to see a producer link up with lil wayne for a whole album 
who would you pair up with him? Or is that one that you could even answer right now? There's only there's only it? two that I could think of at the top of my head that I'd be sure I'd want Wayne on an album full of their instrumentals. And who would it be? And that is in 2020 because obviously like certain legends I would have chosen at different times. But in 2020, I'd want it to be either Bink or I'd want it to be Swizz Beats. And it just depends on the mood I'm in for what kind of Wayne I want. But both of them are very multifaceted, talented, super producers. Mm-hmm. Like, Bink doesn't get nearly, nearly, nearly as much credit as he deserves in this music industry. But those are two producers that I think would give you such a fucking fire. Pull out the fire out of Lil Wayne that I want to hear, though. Like, once again, I'm 26. Like, I'm not a part of the demographic that demographic that runs music right now. So yeah. maybe I shouldn't be the one deciding it, but that'd be like dream projects in 2020 but at, in February. Do you think that the production was even capturing the audience of that most producers or, like, people from a marketing standpoint were trying, like, reach out to? Because I didn't think that it was actually hitting that. I just felt like it was wonky, wonky tunes that were just, let's see if Wayne can rap over them. Like the, That's what it really felt like. It didn't feel like it was catered towards anything. Because I'm not, I feel like I'm falling out of touch with the youth, being 22, turning 23, but even I still can recognize what people were trying to sh- uh, shoot for with the younger audience, and it didn't feel like it was it. No, it's not even that for me. I just, like, I don't even have to, like, cut the bullshit. I just thought it was badly produced, like, the yeah. whole album. So just, like, being real, like, that wasn't it for me, but... The, I'm still going to go back to a few songs just because a few songs were still hard because of the fact that Wayne just went out of body rapping on yeah. some of them. And the way I love Lil Wayne and will always love Lil Wayne, I'm going to be like, if he drops and it's I'm midnight, it. I'm downloading it that midnight, like ready to go and listen to it. Like I'm the, I was the one fighting on Twitter telling niggas that Wayne quietly dropped like a fucking Kobe run back to back to back RIP of fucking um, mixtapes right before the Carter six, though the Carter five. But niggas were going like, bro, you're listening to Wayne's mixtapes, blah, blah. Because that was during the hater period, though, on Twitter when people wanted to fake hate on Everyone Wayne. wants to hate on everyone. Like, I don't, you, you never pay that shit in mind. Especially, I know you might not. So this isn't even like directed towards you, but people in general, it's just like, please don't pay public opinions mind when it comes to what you should and should not be doing experience it for yourself formulate your own opinions and then just be like okay i liked it or i didn't like it and it's art at the end of the day like i was listening to once a uh, super shouts out to joko willink or jocko willink because that was one of the people that i really enjoy his podcast and enjoy listening to the things he has to say and that man was talking about art today, and he said something that was just true. Like Navy Seal Jocko? Yeah. Huh, I didn't expect And it. I listen to a lot of his podcasts, but he's a part of the people that I listen to a lot of SEALs just because I love their they mentality. Got a good mentality. I just, and their discipline. I just, I'm not joining the military. <laughs> but anyways, like, but definitely love the discipline, and I love their mentality and their work ethic. So that's something I'm trying to pick up in myself and instill in myself. But he was talking about art, and he was talking about the fact that he can go somewhere and he he was with his son and they were listening to like three homeless people play music and it was some of the best music he's ever heard but some of the most popular music in the world is trash to him and it's like art is in the eye of the beholder just because a ton of people like something doesn't mean it's good like at the end of the day like so even when we talk about abstract art like there's somebody that saw the banana taped on the wall and said niggas is stupid like they really taped a banana on the wall and then there are really people out there that saw that and said Ooh, the duality of the art it's like <laughs> you never know like art is just what you want it to be yeah. and you hope that people will like it or accept it so that being said Go take a listen, please, to the Wayne album. We're going to move from music. Shouts out to the GOAT, Lil Wayne. 
and mm-hmm. we have um, a little bit more music industry stuff. I didn't. I wanted to break down the Mason Diddy thing, but I don't think we should. Yeah, really I don't know right if it's uh, that pertinent to maybe the podcast right now, but at the same time, all I, all I'll say is, and you could say your words on it since we're gonna kind of skim over this. We're gonna go into the Meg thing and then keep it pushing, but like. The with the Mason Diddy situation or just any situation in music, I just need all young people to do your research because they grew up in a time. I'm not referencing them, but they grew up in a time where we didn't have all of this information. So a lot of people did get taken advantage of because they didn't know what was going on. Right. Yeah. And the music industry, just like all of entertainment, is very, 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 very fucking cutthroat very fucking cutthroat like they will eat you alive if you look innocent and like you don't know what you're doing Mm -hmm. but now there's just so much information and now i guess this is the give russ's flowers podcast but it's like just people like him like there's so many in the industry that are good examples but he's one of the most vocal about the shit like he came in and couldn't be taken advantage of because he knew what was going on and then immediately started making paper. And it's like, you may not make paper like that immediately, right? If you keep your publishing, if you keep this, if you keep that with your ownership, but it's just, you look at the long game. And I know some people aren't in the position to look at the long game, but it's like, yeah. someone could give you, like using a number like $20,000 upfront to have everything from you and then you can go buy yourself a bus down and feel cool that you have a watch that Future and them have. Or <laughs> like, if that music picks up longevity and picks up different kind of stuff or even just has a core small fan base for 20 years that twenty thousand dollars over the span of you get nothing else but that twenty thousand dollars over the span of those 20 years could make you potentially millions of dollars because you don't know you could put your song in a movie you could put it in an nfl commercial or a video game or this and you get everything so even if you don't want to do that there are moments and places for major label deals so i really don't want to talk down that stuff i just think that you should do we're in a time where you could be pulled over on the side of the road not know how to change a tire your oil or any of that Mm -hmm. stuff and literally type it into youtube and watch a tutorial and do that shit Mm -hmm. like everything is online you can research literally anything so before you get into this industry please do your due diligence is all i ask so basically from my standpoint i feel like we're just in a time where well, and other even, people like one last thing is with other people sorry to cut you off is if you're in a position do good business like that's just that's just well, bottom yeah. line too like i understand you're taught in a lot of in a lot of people are taught in the music industry to be cutthroat because that's how it's been it's pretty archaic a lot of the old teachings right mm-hmm. but nowadays with with all of this information and how much you're seeing this shit is really hurting people like please try your best to do your due diligence to do good business so i feel like it's not even necessarily a music thing as much as it is a business thing in general because i was having a conversation with a friend the other day that kind of referenced a lot of like points that we're hitting on right now Shouts out to sunny because that was also something i appreciated from the week just being able to connect with friends again and just have long conversations after you haven't talked for months and just, you know, no, things never change. And, but it is always nice to still be able to hear from people and really still connect. Of course. And so that aside, though, uh, I don't, I don't want to say... Sonny. That's my dog. <laughs> I'll come back, though, to uh, this point being 2020 and the point that we are now. But there is a certain understanding of recognizing your strengths and uh, what you can do coupled with what you want to get out of something. And so when your career is music, not in the sense that that's what you're doing right now, because what you're doing right now doesn't have to be what you do in the future. Things change, rearrange. You could be one here today, gone tomorrow. What you want can be changed in a year, two years, five, six months. That doesn't matter. We see what Lil Yachty's doing now. But 
if you want a career in something and that to be exclusively your career because that's your passion, you have to understand what longevity looks like for you and really take it, do like a clear envisionment of your future and what's realistic and what you need to work out, what you plan to have and things like that so that you can understand what you need to sacrifice in the uh, early stages to make work for later. And whether that be holding on to your uh, own publishing rights and all these things so that you can get the most money from it possible later at the sacrifice of immediate exposure or things. Even immediate bread. Yeah, and, and immediate money. Like that's just something that you might have to make your own decision for. But I feel like now, and it, I mean, we always ask people to do good business, but coming back to the fact of like before people do good business or not, I feel like it just goes back to the whole idea of where we are in 2020, especially with the fact that you could just re- search a YouTube video to learn le- literally anything. It's just a lot of these uh, labels or like comp- management companies and whatnot are starting to realize that the alternative to using them is people uh, just learning how to do it themselves. And there's a lot more alternatives than just that, but all these alternatives are a lot more prevalent and more accessible. So you have to have a little bit more give and be a little bit more ethical and like reasonable in how you deal with people and make like these kind of uh, contracts and decisions. So they started acting a little bit more morally righteous, you know, giving back to the artists in bigger cuts, uh, you know, letting them retain more of like their own... Um, their own like brand and things like that and that's just something that's going to happen more and more when people have to realize that they don't have to rely on you so what can i do to be more uh what can i do to look better so that people still will work with me and so that's not necessarily true i I mean it 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 doesn't have to be but the general idea is of course that's the hope that's the hope that is what it would turn and so i mean yeah there's still people out there that are going to be like fuck it like I know all these other alternatives are more accessible and things like that, but I promise there's somebody I can still I can still take for a chump and still take their money and still like run game on, and that's always going to be happening no matter how you look at it, you know. But at least now, make sure you're again. This all goes back to information. Make sure you're aware of what the opportunities are for you and all like aspects before you go ahead and rush in on one deal that isn't fully in favor for you so that you can come out with the best thing possible and you might not get the whole like you have 100 percent of the rights to like your music and things like that but you'll at least come out the better side if you can lay something on the table and understand like i'm in a position where i can bar like negotiate my own deal and 30 is better than 10 40 is better than 10 50 is better than 10 so knowing Knowing what you twenty thousand couldn't have even been ten. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> should have to be knowing, one, especially with those hits. That's crazy. But anyways, like knowing what you should know nowadays. I mean, I understand when it comes to certain types of artists because certain artists want certain things. And what I'm gonna go into saying that it's like, like just at a baseline, all majors can really offer you artists right now is bread bread connections and exposure it, they can't offer you a lot more that you can't go find on the low outside of that mm-hmm. but there are certain things that cost sadly that certain people want right like if you're an artist that your whole life all you wanted was a radio hit then how are you going to get the three hundred thousand dollars it costs to get on the radio yeah because certain people don't know the cost of those little things or if you're an artist that w- your whole life has been about winning a grammy 
right and things of that nature like when hey, you, i want to give a shout out to at least atlanta because you know you can go to like hot 97 and get a welcome to the battlegrounds you oh, can yeah. get your music really out here you, i mean you can get battlegrounds <laughs> hopefully for the even then i mean there's probably some politics in that you shit can't too. play any dirty music there's bro. politics in everything bro. so i mean shaking those people's hands work if those are things that you are looking for but like we were saying we'll move on to the most important thing the most devastating thing that could have happened on Black History Month. Are we getting into sports? Because if we're getting into sports... No, we're not getting into sports. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sick, bro. Our Black Queen. All right. Black Queen. Megan Thee Stallion, a.k.a. leader of the boat. She was driving something else last night. That's what we'd like to say. <laughs> I can't even take this shit seriously. Whenever we get into shade roomy type topics is when we start joking the most because neither of us give a fuck. I was about to say, I give absolutely zero. This, oh my. I'm about to be so real. I'm not even about to make jokes. I'm about to spit fucking whatever. True, get your shit off for a second. Get your jokes off if you need to. Well, you know what I'm saying? There was a main perpetrator. Some like to call him G to the easy. Gerald. Gerald. Mr. Slick Back Hair. Mr. Grease. Mr. Steal Your Girl. I guess he's Mr. Steal Your Girl, money bag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I can't even, bro, get your shit off. I can't even, I'm sorry, the jokes are over. Like, Twitter was a little bit funny with this shit, but all, my only piece to, to say is, Twitter was funny for like five minutes, and then um, certain Twitters, whether it be white people, black people, etc., all started turning this shit into think pieces. And it's like, at the end of the day, bro... It's 2020. It is crazy that there are still some people out there that feel that strongly about the race of certain of who certain people are with. It's nuts to me. I hate that because we're get, we're at a point of time, bro. Like lo- look at globalization, man. You see how much we intermix with cultures all around the fucking world and how much people are really blending. There's going to be a point in time where the only people that are walk the earth look racially <laughs> ambiguous. Like at some point, we got to quit with the bullshit about you got to stay with your race, all these things, or you're betraying this, that, the third. Which, like, don't get me wrong, is beautiful. And I, some of the most beautiful things I've ever celebrate is black love. Dude, but first it's of all, like, I'm never going to hate on a relationship with two black people, two white people, two Chinese people, you know what I'm saying? Two Latinx people. Shout no, out no, no, to, no, 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 no. Shouts out to getting educated on no, that no, no, one. No, 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 We got to cut that right there. It's Black History Month. We only celebrate black people. We're about to get into it's that. It's taking in everything Bowl. in me. Everything <laughs> in me. But I guess I, without going on too much tank, because this isn't even something that really needs to be talked about. You, you talk to whoever the fuck you want to, and you experience life how you want to, as long as you know you're not getting fetishized or used in a weird way. That's the because big that's key. not good. Like, you know, there if are somebody def- just wants to be with you because they wanted to be with a black girl, that's not good. There are definitely still people out there preying on people, trust me. And... If you are being fetishized or if you notice that it's somebody that is against your morals, like, that's one thing I will say because I joke about the fact that, yo, I'm never going to be with a white person again, blah, 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 this kind of stuff. But then it's like my ex who was half Latin and half white, like, I've been with people of, I've dated actually people of almost every single, like, shade, like, at this fucking point. And that was the person, including the black girl i was with including this including that that was the person out of all of my girlfriends that really had at least to the best of her ability an understanding of like black plight and black struggles and really was like a supporter and with it and like i talked about on the last podcast like was someone willing to go there and make it uncomfortable for white people so that they would be educated in a situation would be ignorant like 
I don't say you have to be with the most woke people or you have to be with this, you have to be with that, but at least be with someone that respects your skin color too. easy for you, you and that respects who you are in your entire Because you are still that. Not that a, not a, a I don't see color as No, bitch, what? Bro. I was with an I don't see color person. We're not going to get it. It's like the that. police see me. Yeah, the police <laughs> see me, nigga. Your fucking aunts and uncles that be staring at my ass crazy see me as a color, it's but like, you don't. I, I, I no, get it. You don't. And I don't get it. That's nuts. <laughs> but, that's nuts. But like, just be with people that respect you, yeah. and that's all that matters. But just moving on, the only NBA things I wanted to before mention we before get into we get sports, Super Bowl. Uh, oh, before yeah. we get into sports, I did want to highlight on something that is afflicting the world right now, and it's kind of a gaining, oh wow, I completely yeah that. yeah gaining more and more uh, traction, and not in a good way. Uh, the coronavirus, shouts out to uh, non beers, is taking people taking people out, and this shit's kind of sad to see. How niggas get a virus from a beer? Bro, I hate you. I can't stand this nigga. Somebody give me a new podcast partner. I need a new co-host. We're taking applications at the office podcast email. But anyway, um, legit, it's kind of it's it's sad to see so many people dying. But there is eleven confirmed cases now in the U.S., as well as over four hundred and twenty people have died in China from this virus, and it's spread so much to where. There's kind of travel restrictions being put on uh, different countries. There's quarantines going all around, uh, like, the world right now based on, like, who's where. I saw, like, a whole cruise ship was quarantined and couldn't, uh, no one could get off for a little while because there was a coronavirus case that was found on it. It's just like, fuck. So now you're thinking, I'm on this cruise ship. I'm quarantined. I'm going to catch this bitch eventually. So you it's just like, get me the fuck out of here. To start, like, I am legending that bitch. And it has more cases now than the SARS epidemic in 2003 or something in China. And that's kind of fucked because I saw how much, like... Uh, traction that got, especially from like South Park and all these things that are talking about real shit going on, but like enough to be the main point of like your dialogue, like that's big. And I know I don't want to say exactly that this is linked to it, but on other news, especially too, like the travel ban list just got extended on the U.S., which I know is affecting my Nigerian people because we're one of the names on that. But Africa's most populous countries, some of them were added. You know, we got Sudan, Tanzania. Uh, uh, Kyrgyzstan. Um, forgive me if I'm butchering some of these. Uh, Myanmar and Eritrea. Uh, first time I really heard of that name, but no, I know some Eritrean people. But really, like all, all in all, to say when it comes to the coronavirus is this is something very serious. This is something that everyone should be paying attention to. All of our mm-hmm. prayers, hopes, and condolences go out to these people. I think this one might just be more like Muslim based again. But again, I probably need to do my own due diligence. I thought it was coronavirus linked at first, but I started looking at some of the names. I was like, you know, they're probably worried about like some some Muslim extremists, you know, as the, our great president would say. But, you know, shout out to everybody that's being affected right now and really fighting because we know how hard people really fight for citizenships and visas and all these things. And they're just it's becoming 10 times harder because of political bullshit, you know. For so sure. shout out to everyone who wants to see their family and can't. And I just stay strong because your time will come, I mean, and we're shit. gonna we're gonna sort this out. One of my friends is co- was supposed to come from Hong Kong to London, and was a main spot, well, main person helping us out with our London trip that was coming up. And now our trip actually might need to be postponed. So I mean, we'll have updates and details on that. But once again, prayers out to all of the victor victims of the coronavirus, all of the people, the family, friends, and the people affected. That's a big shout out from the off space. And the only NBA news, we're going to have a lot more next week because it's going to be after All-Star Weekend that's coming up. But we will talk about the All-Star changes that we're honoring Kobe Bryant. And the changes that they made to the All-Star game was 
all three quarters. There's three. Well, there's four quarters still. Mm-hmm. But after the first, second, and third quarter, the score is reset to zero. So you're just battling it out each quarter to see who wins a quarter. And whoever wins each one, $100,000 gets donated to their charity of choice. Which is fire. And, which is very fire, just all in the name of you know Kobe Bryant. And then the fourth quarter is interesting because all of those scores are added back up like a regular game. And then whoever has the most points, they take 24 plus that. And that becomes the final game score. Exactly. So you're, it's a race to getting that score. And I saw a lot of people sh- um, shitting on it on Twitter. And to be completely honest, like, dog, if they're forced to compete every <laughs> single quarter, you're going to see way You're about like, to see a much games. more competitive and better All Star game. Like, this actually sounded like a good idea from the NBA. And then I saw people shitting on it. People I, hate chance. I, I, I shit on it for about chance. 10 seconds till I realized, like, wait. We're going to see competition. We have competitors. You think Russ, well, he's been balling out of his mind. You think he's going to allow them to lose multiple quarters? You think LeBron's going to allow them to lose multiple quarters? And it's dedicated to Kobe Bryant, one of his friends. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this is going to be one of the best All-Star games ever, I hope. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. And we're going to see Bron with the elite dishes to not Kyle Kuzma. Like, I'm ready to see it. Like, actual good players, I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Caruso should have been in the game, but... Moving on to the NFL. and uh, all players, both teams are going to wear either uh, jersey number twenty four or number two. To uh, was that confirmed? Uh, I think it was confirmed. Okay, commemorate. I didn't, hear, I didn't hear that the jersey numbers were confirmed. I heard they were talking about it. I think I saw that one on like actualnba.com. Okay. Again, I guess fact check me, but um, yeah, to commemorate Kobe and his late daughter Gigi. So, shouts out to the Mambas, because, you know, it wasn't just one black Mamba. There was a Mamba family. Oh, yeah, Mamba Cedar, too, and the family. All of them are still in our prayers. All the families affected as well, Alto Bellies and the pilot. Like, we're really hoping that everyone's coping with this stuff well. Um, I know that it's getting better on our selfish front, even though we were not that connected to them even though they just meant a lot to us but i know that there are people that they were really their husband their yeah, father and third family like too all that. i feel bad that so we can't say the name right super now super duper 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 shouts out to those people and really really hoping that they're doing all right and so to wrap up the podcast the last thing we're going to talk about is none other than the nfl good old american football baby and so we're going to start with the NFL awards because there's only one thing that needs to be mentioned. We could mention the second thing because it does affect us a little bit, but them niggas is on timeout, so I don't know if Ezgo wants to talk I'm not about talking them. about the Saints. Yeah, fuck the Saints right now. No, I still love y'all, but fuck y'all. No, you love know y'all. Saying? love y'all with all my heart, but y'all are the annoying cousin right now. Like, I don't need y'all to talk to me <laughs> at the moment. So really, like, shouts out to Michael Thomas. Cool, but it, like, all right. Anyways, so moving on to the NFL award that mattered. Black history. On this month. Black history. In 2020, in February, a young nigga from South Florida, dreaded up hair, yes sir, took the NFL by storm, real black, real country, you could hear it, you could hear the accent, everything, took the NFL by storm, and Lamar Jackson, the future GOAT, him or Mahomes, it's going to be one of those two out of this generation, or Burrow, but you know how we feel about Burrow. Yeah, that that man Burrow, Burrow, you know what I'm saying? He Boozy finally got him his chain, boy. He's not Black History, bro. Burrow, Burrow, black History likes him. Burrow definitely posted a little picture of his chain that Boozy promised him. Oh, that shit is fire. The state of Louisiana loves you. Promise, we love you. But anyways, back to Lamar Jackson, because a lot of Black History happened in the last few days. A lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially pertaining to the NFL. But shouts out to Lamar Jackson for doing things that we've never seen in this NFL. Like genuinely, like. Like, 
the closest thing I can compare some of the stuff I saw him doing was like a combo of the Super Cam season and Michael Vick stuff. But and even still, there, it was like, don't get it. like like Lamar Jackson was playing different. Because we saw we saw season. the arm, we saw the legs, like we saw we saw legs like we'd never seen competing for like most rushing yards against top tier quarterback. And I mean running backs, you'd never seen some shit like that out of a, out of a fucking quarterback. He literally man. was doing shit that he did at Louisville all season, but people said you're not going to be able to do that in the NFL. When he was like leading or leading his team in like rushing and fucking passing mm-hmm. at moments, you know what I'm saying? Like this man was looking like an actual animal. Like no one can guard him. The like, body control, stop. stopping on a dime. Being able to twist, turn. This man had a whole bag of tricks. The by the time you finish the p and stop, he was done. His body was done. Really, if he could predict you were saying stop, he probably stopped at the st. Mm-hmm. Like some of the things we've never seen before. But so shouts out to Lamar Jackson, big big brother for sure. Like that is that is a little homie that I always want to see success, and I'm always happy to see him win. And then moving on to the actual game, uh, um, the game was... Go ahead and give another, while we're on the whole Black History Month and people are shining tangents, just like, we got to see the third, because we're, we're going to call Mahomes black, he's black. No, no, we're not even going to get to Mahomes yet, we're not even going to get to Mahomes yet, because Mahomes accomplished a lot, and it, we're going to go on another Black History spiel for sure about Mahomes, about Mahomes, but first we have to talk about this game. We have to talk about the adversity that the white man tried to paint on my brother. <laughs> Nick Bosa didn't do shit to <laughs> Nick Bosa, he had his little speech at the beginning of the game talking about how he was excited to go meet his man Trump. He loves him. Proud Trump supporter. Cool. Support your politics. That's whatever. But you could tell Nick Bosa was out, out there on a mission because that's an animal. Like, we have to give him respect for his respect. No, to that's him. a literal dog. Like, actually an animal. Like, I've never seen a nigga line up like he was about to run on all fours, like, for real. Like, he looked like he was about to start crawling, like, running at this nigga, like, at full pace. Like, three people had to hold him back sometimes. Trust me. But they got the job done. Because what I will say on just very short highlights from the game. They very, put the pressure on my Very heart. short highlights. They not just put the pressure. His knee popped out of place. Like, I think if his knee popped out at one point because they were trying to kill him. Like, I was really talking to the people in my in the room with me while we were watching the game. Just like, did Mahomes just get, like, early CTE? Like, Dude, I really know that shouldn't be a joke. No, I know, it sh- I know it shouldn't be a joke, but as you, go, you watch the whole game, right? Like, like the there, c- there, there was a quarter I clocked out because of a food coma, but I got resuscitated and brought back to life. Like, the second quarter watching that game, the whole for- first quarter and second quarter, literally, it looked like Mahomes wasn't himself. Like, he threw two picks. Like, he was throwing horrible passes. Like, passes I could have read and grabbed. Like, he was getting so pressured. He had, like two seconds in the pocket maximum mm-hmm. because you had two p- seconds and then you look to the right of you and a 350 pound MAGA hat was flying at you and it's like what was flying at you and what can you do as a young black man what first off if you don't win at what cost did you play <laughs> at what cost did you really play <laughs> like that wasn't worth it like bosa looked actually like a bear out there like that's the only way i could describe him because he looked like there was nothing that could I stop mean, him and shout out to the 49ers in a whole though to be honest they looked like they had a fucking unit like they really did bring that they had the game. most solid whole team they brought that run game serious for for damn near the whole game again the chief just figured that shit out no 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 like, no 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 the fun. We're not, this is the we're fun. not about to do no, that. No, no, no. This we're is the funniest part of the. No, because I watched the whole game. I saw. I did too. What the tweets I, I, happened. I, I hope you're not bro. about to say the Shanahan shit. No, bro. It is the Shanahan shit. Are you serious? The whole end of the game. Even Tyron Matthew after the game, he said, "I'm grateful that they stopped running and just kept throwing it." Because they figured that shit out. No. Are you serious? Yes, nigga. I watched bro, it too. Bro, Ezigo. 
Kansas City's defense on both sides of the ball was far less superior their defense genuinely like that that run game just switching it up like they had two of the biggest best tight ends in football playing against each other and Kittle was looking way better than Kelsey and you know how much I love Travis Kelsey like they were looking dumb like the first half it looked like they really just made the worst play calls ever for the last quarter like genuinely ever ever because that run game would have kept working if they switched it up like it got to a point that Jimmy was just throwing three and outs three and outs 100% and the thing that's is horrible though, play calling. The thing is, though, what else could that be? Because it came down to the fourth quarter when they figured it out, and that shit was not flying anymore, and they had to start relying on him a little bit more. And like you could say earlier on, like during it, that's the only like little leeway where they could have like maybe maybe tried to fi- uh, switch it up and maybe tried to make some shit happen. But even at the end, like because I don't want to say there was definitely moments where it didn't matter what the fuck. Like it literally, they were just blowing it. But there were certain moments, too, when I noticed, like, people going crazy talking about, yo, what the fuck is Jimmy G doing? But it's like, they, they literally have to just go for gold now and make shit happen off, like, the past, and they couldn't do it. And it's, I mean, that was just the testament at that point, though, to Kansas City. But I, I want to give Kansas City, and I don't want to take it away from them, because I want to give them all credit where credit is due, genuinely. Because I wanted them to win the whole time. Cheetah's one of my favorite players in the game, even though that motherfucker is really really problematic but he's a super fast human being i just like watching people that run so fast it confuses you and so like he's a fun person to watch kelsey super fun to watch i love watching matthew um there's a couple names like the running back the running back and another one of the wide receivers looked excellent too like near the end of the game and of course patrick mahomes but the the superior unit of a team was the 49ers and they just ended up blowing it at the end jimmy g jimmy g i love the jimmy g tweets because they were funny don't get me wrong and people were saying shit hilarious because you know that man jimmy g just sponsored the fuck out of a few porn stars after he had to fuck the pain when it was 24 20 though i feel like that's when it's like all right we got to ease off of jimmy g but it's like but jimmy g wasn't play like and no 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 no. i won't take that away because uh, i think of the last two or three possessions maybe two he was playing horrible football. You could tell the pressure had finally gotten to him. So I want to that blown overthrow. No, was like fucking that, crazy. That, that pressure, you could tell when it cracked for him. But until that pressure cracked and he actually just started playing bad, it was not his fault. That was all play calling. Like it was definitely not Jimmy G's fault because they didn't have any varieties. Like literally, if you go rewatch the second half, which that is way too long, but if you go rewatch the second half. They just did majority, like, air plays. They, they just tried to air it out. And it's like, bro, you're trying to air it out. Like, the worst thing they could have done, which is why Vegas had the odds on Kansas City and all the yeah. ESPN people pick Kansas City, From- is there's no one in this NFL, and everyone know, knows how much I love Drew Brees. They know how much I love certain quarterbacks. You just heard me talk about Lamar Jackson. There's not one person that suits up to play professional football right now that is going to win a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. It was it was cool to see, too, because like when they really forced to switch them to like... Uh and it was really just again coming from pressure of like consistent scoring and having to make shit happen when they uh forced like the 49ers to, within constraint time limits to really just start airing this shit out really like all the time and like deep plays and shit shouts out to the fucking chiefs like secondary because i'm not gonna lie it felt like every third throw was fucking tipped oh for like, sure every they had hands on everything they had hands on everything and that shit was fucking nuts but i'm not gonna lie too Watching this playoff run by Kansas City was something special because every game was a comeback. And not just a regular comeback. Every game was a fucking comeback. And every game was a comeback by a team that I think has the history record of 
points scored in a season. Like this is a team that was just bombing people all season. Their closest game, their 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 total points in the playoffs was more than all of Patrick Mahomes' starts. So that's two seasons of starts, like loss gaps combined. Combined in their just playoff run. Because yeah. they were down so many fucking points. But it's just like Every other game was like, it was within seven, within seven, even the games they lost during the regular season. But this fucking game, like this playoff run, they've just come back and just been killing niggas when they came back. I also like, there wasn't like a whole lot of bullshit fucking like officiating in it. I know there was like a big uh, pass interference call, but to be honest, I kind of agreed with it. So it's like, but that was like all you could really even go back to. But I feel like every game for damn near the last like, past however many years there's always been kind of fishy officiating that has made like the result less satisfying but this is just one of those games it's like you know what i'm cool with it oh for sure it was, was, it was really just down came down to who came to play yeah. and they solved that shit like they figured it out you know he's ready to go to disney world shout out to my homes <laughs> but Mahomes put on a show third black uh qb to get a lombardi trophy third black qb to get a lombardi i thought he was just like the oh okay 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 I was probably like super old ass QBs because I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, I, uh, Russell, Russell, Wilson. Russell Wilson. Wow, Russell I Wilson. and I respect Russell Wilson so much. I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. then there was like one that was really old, but I can't think of his name right now. But he was the third QB in history to get. Even though I think this is bullshit and it's definitely QB bias, but Mahomes isn't that far off. Like he definitely had a moment in the game where you could see the kill switch turned, where he had like that moment where he was like, "We have to win this game." Oh, because he's like, a fucking competitor. And he's a That's competitor. A dog. He started. He was like, "Nah, we." have to win this fucking game fuck that i'm about to show out and he started making run plays and everything like some of the plays where you could see bose's fingers on him you know what i'm saying fingers like he almost got him but he got out was fire so i don't want to take this away from i him. called him going out wide and when he was running it in for that uh for the touchdown he had for the run touchdown he had but the last the last touchdown who's the guy that uh, i don't know his name and i feel bad for butchering it we should probably know these things but that person i know who you're talking about because of the one after the kelsey pass because he deserved to get the mvp of that game for the sure. one he just iced it and got the thirty-eight yard run. Not even just that. It's he. He, it. he was. He had. No, I shouldn't say iced. He had, had an actual football turn. He, he put the icing on the cake. It was something with like rushing yards and receiving yards that game that he had versus other people in history in a Super Bowl. And that motherfucker balled. Like he really kept them in the game because he wasn't one of the pieces that you were thinking about. Because when you think about the Chiefs, you think about Cheetah and you think of Kelsey. Well, Sammy and the, Watkins. And the fact that this nigga stepped up. Travis and, Kelsey. Sammy Watkins is a fucking beast. For sure. To this day, I don't know how like a team can just get so much talent on one fucking team. And so when you get up and... When you get up and you see some of that shit happen just off of the strength of one player kind of keeping you guys in there, of course, it's a whole team effort and the whole team was balling too. So I don't want to take that away from everybody else. But I think that the MVP, the finals MVP in that game, in the Super Bowl especially, is usually pretty quarterback biased. But Mahomes isn't someone I would argue that far against because of what he's done for them this whole season as well. And so I'm happy Mahomes won it. But he was the third quarterback in history under 25 to win a Super Bowl and the third quarterback in history to win a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl a Super Bowl MVP and fucking um a regular season MVP period youngest person period, oh, period. Mm -hmm. and so that's nuts like we're about to watch we're in the inception of history like we're watching the beginning of the takeover in all of our favorite sports it's, of the young you people. know football's kind of football's kind of stacked in the way and it's it, it is what it is mm -hmm. it's hard to give that an MVP to a team like demon uh, MVP of a team that's not the quarterback because of how much 
they influence the flow of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like a basketball where anybody's liable to get that shit. For sure, for sure. But when you see some of the running plays that that nigga was doing, like, I think it may have been Damian Williams. I don't want to make it was, it that was. shit up. Okay. Yeah, because he was let in, in rushing, and then he had some major catches, too, near the end of the stretch. That motherfucker was balling. Like, that was one of those moments that I definitely, like, it was like an Iguodala moment where you see somebody, like, clearly was one of the main... Yes, obviously, we love Steph, we love Clay, but you mm-hmm. saw someone was clearly the Ray Allen or whatever, like, the, the piece that was the reason we're here right exactly. now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Damian Williams was balling, so big shout-out to that, man. But... I guess with further ado, how did you like the halftime show? Because there was big um, controversy. So, so this too. is this is it. This is part of the food coma. I woke up for half of the halftime show, mm-hmm. and then I woke up to what felt like a dream. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it didn't feel real. Just seeing those beautiful women out there doing their thing, singing it, having a good time, and the bro. I'm not gonna lie, the theatrics too, the dancing. Because I don't know if it was because it was like them and the people that they brought on, but I'm seeing like. Dancing and shit that didn't feel like it was a, uh, like a Super Bowl halftime show. I really thought this was a full-on production that I was just like witnessing in in haze that couldn't be fucking real because it was just all immaculately done. Like I'm gonna be real with you. I didn't see when they had Bad Bunny come out. Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny came out. One shout out to Shakira and um, Jennifer Lopez for bringing out Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny because at the end of the day, one thing that I I definitely talked about a little bit on Twitter, but we're going to talk about over here just a tiny bit is Americans don't realize because we like to stay in this little bubble where people don't venture out and realize how big certain music is across the world. One, I heard so many comments about how Shakira up there with J-Lo and like this kind of stuff. Because Shakira's international. I'm, I'm like, Shakira is bigger around the globe than J-Lo is. I promise you. Shakira is one of the biggest international pop stars, period. But because you're Americans, you think that every Everything American is Jenny always going to be the like, like, no, no, So no. that's why Shakira was next to her. J-Lo was probably honored to be on the same stage as Shakira as well, as Shakira was honored to be on the same stage as J-Lo. She didn't I look like she that. aged. And two, one, Shakira looks so, so fucking good. But two, two, it's like having Bad Bunny and um, J Balvin up there is they're some of the biggest Latin trap stars at the moment, right? And Latin trap is so fucking big. Like, actually, so I wish I could describe to you guys like really put in perspective i think with this new youtube change with the with the billboard and how they're gonna start seeing um the youtube clicks and things like that being added to the billboard numbers etc you're gonna start to see more of those latin trap artists because of the fact that as a lot of people don't realize or don't know in second and third world countries when people don't have access to internet all the time and like have the phones and shit that we have like a lot of people do their music playing at internet cafes Mm-hmm. And so those motherfuckers, if you go check either of those names on YouTube, they have some of the highest views on every one of their videos because their whole countries are listening to it. Like those are huge artists. And they got so, the music videos going in the clubs and you shit. Know what? Like I love seeing people get shine. I can't wait for that to be done. It's been done in hip hop, but I want to see it done on like a Super Bowl level or like, you know, a big level for African artists too because of how big African music is across the world. But just like one, if you get a chance as an American person to peep a little bit outside of our country, like those are probably the two biggest markets. No, no, those are the two biggest markets in the world outside of ours, the Latin market and the African market. But so the big shout out to them too. Shakira. Shakira, I 
I don't have many a word, man. I, I, will, I will just say that... I'm not ready for that. It's too early. <laughs> that, Shakira, just call me. Call me whenever, please. Yeah. <laughs> but fucking... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, this was about the bigotry. This is, this is when I'm going to get serious for one second. I did not know it was that big of a deal because I thought it was a really good performance. It was one of the better Super Bowl performances I've ever seen. Like, I won't say it was the best, but it was one of the better better ones. Like, really, choreography, everything. J-Lo's fucking daughter was up there singing with her. Like, that shit was fire. Like, fire, fire. I like how Fox Sports didn't show the Latin kids in the little cages that they had as a part of the act, too. Which, uh, they definitely just cut it to the direct stage so you didn't see all of that. All which that. is interesting, but... Think, think. Anyways, so seeing like, but then you go to the disgusting world that is Facebook or the disgusting world that is social media and shit like that, period. And then I saw so many white moms because a lot of them friended me because they thought I was a little adorable kid that played with their kid back in the day. Y'all all have moms on Facebook. Don't ask. Anyways, like I saw a lot of fucking so Facebook is family stuff. Yeah, it's really. like families, moms, family, friends and shit like that. You're going to see shit like that. But I saw so many fucking moms. And dads and just like older people talking about how disgusting that performance was and how bad it was and how vulgar and yada yada. Like there's this one Facebook post that I actually am going to read for you guys because it was actually fucking hilarious. I saw this one on Twitter though. So it wasn't like, it wasn't um, just some people I know, even though people I know were saying things equally as disgusting. So like the one thing I saw though... It was some kid, some dude, this looks like a 60-year-old man, said some shit like, I don't expect the world to act like the church. You already know that a white person is about to say some stupid-ass shit when they say some stuff like that. But he goes, I don't expect the world to act like the church. But our country has had a sense of moral decency on primetime television in order to protect children. Donald <laughs> Trump said, we, we see that disappearing before our eyes. It was demonstrated tonight in the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show with millions of children watching. The exhibition was Pepsi showing young girls that sexual exploitation of women is okay. With the exploitation of women on the rise worldwide, instead of lowering the standard, we as a society should be raising it. I am disappointed in Pepsi and the NFL. And then the top comment was, agreed. Even my 13-year-old son got up and went to his bedroom. Simply disgusting. It's getting worse every year. Went to his bedroom to jack off. What? He went to his bedroom to beat his meat. You don't know (laughs) what your kid was doing. This man went to go clock into overtime because you know he already did three times that day. What, 13? That's when you were going for records. Like, you were shooting dry at that point. I remember me seeing something like that when I was that age. Come on now. That was was the highlight. That was was the highlight of my day. So that's why your son went to the room, by the way. But just going back to the more serious thing, it's like, one, why do old white people love saying something is indecent and something is bad when it's not them? Donald Trump literally op- openly president. mocked uh, a special needs person doing making his uh, like making his gestures and stuff to like you know act like he was you know. I don't even, I don't want to say it, but like, oh, act like he was retarded mm-hmm. or something, you know, and all these things. And he said all these mentally in- handicapped, mentally handicapped, and he did all these like backhanded things towards all these groups but grab her by the pussy like i know that one wasn't openly said on a whatever people just referenced it from locker room talk and stuff but like he's done all these things that you know we just bat an eye like how he talks about his own daughter in a sexual way like it's like the president of the United States is doing all of this stuff, but y'all are running, literally running to the polls, taking time off. Y'all are taking your PTO so that y'all will be first in line to vote for this nigga. But the second that a Latin woman goes up there and does dances that are all really like derivatives of theirs and African culture and things of that nature, that are really just derivatives of things that come from their culture, that is just a little bit different than what you see on the day-to-day basis. Like these motherfuckers are not up there naked. They weren't up there just being that crude. Like, 
like, yeah, there was the pole. Ooh, J-Lo spun on a pole. You know what I'm saying? And she did her little slide. Like, what the... F- and they twerked for two seconds. Like, it's like... Said, first, I'll bring it back. Run it back. No, definitely. Shakira killed J-Lo at that, by the way. that was Turn crazy. it up. Jenny from the block. We are fooled by the jewels you got now. But anyways, like, when it came straight to that, though, and just how these people would just like i just don't understand having the energy to muster up your fingers to open up your phone or your laptop or whatever no you know these niggas did it at the desktop man. you know the six-year-old white dude walked downstairs to his den and hopped on the desktop first off man man don't tweet off their fucking phones they definitely use the desktop <laughs> really got down man hey 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 log on for me we'll put in the password i need to get on hey cindy you remember my password i need to say something on facebook that was disgusting i need to let everybody know like they probably made some announcement or some stupid ass shit like that too like really why don't y'all just pay like mind the business that pays you like either enjoy the super bowl performance that is for entertainment which was very entertaining or don't and then just keep going you love american football all y'all do so i mean just watch the fucking game it is kind of to this day and I know, like, when I was a kid... They didn't freak out about Janet. When I was a kid, I was a little bit more, like, on, on it, you know? <laughs> they didn't freak out about Janet. It's Black History Month. We have to talk about the queen. But when I was, <laughs> when I was younger, I, you know, obviously things were a little bit more here and crazy for me. But as a grown-up, I was like, ah, this many people aren't going to be tuned in for the Super Bowl still. No, like, people that I know don't watch it. So, like, some of my friends that really threw a Super Bowl party and they decree barbecue and all this shit, like, at their crib... To watch the game that I know have not watched a single like regular season football game, but they're still tuned in. People at my job that I know don't give a fuck. We're talking about, yeah, I got Super Bowl plans and all this. The fact that it's still this big that and that permanent. everybody will at least try and tune in for a little bit, even if they don't watch the whole game. That's still kind of nuts to see it, and it is cool, like you know, because obviously I'm still a writer for basketball till I die, and we all know basketball is the biggest sport in the U.S. at this point. Don't play yourselves. Not views wise right now. What? Not views wise right now. Oh, the NBA needs Steph Curry. The NBA needs Kevin Durant. They need Steph Curry and Clay and KD so bad. So bad. So bad. Without two, but just just, an aging Braun isn't enough to get the ratings and shit that they need. On just the Steph and like a KD perspective, when you got two out of your top five players not playing in the league, that's not good for business. And so, or views, but that aside, it's just cool to see that many people coming together to watch an event. For sure, and I love it. I love it. But just in closing, we're going to always say big, 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 since this one is still dedicated, like the next few will be as well, all through Black History Month. This is Black Excellence. Big RIP to Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant, and everybody affected in that in that tragedy. And as we're closing out, I just want to go ahead and say Mamba Forever. Oh, Mamba Forever. Yes, sir. But I'm Chuka Offer. I'm Ezgo Offer. And, and this, this is Dof. Dof Space. space I was trying to fuck space, it up. Space. You can't fuck it up. It's impossible. Peace out.